These are remembrance cards sent to the parents. Take a look at this. It's odd. Jeremy Melton. J.M. Jeremy Melton, jeez. Who's Jeremy Melton? This loser from sixth grade. He and Shelley were friends? No, that's the thing. We haven't seen him in years. Why would he send a card? Because it's him. It's Jeremy. I, I got a Valentine the other day and it was awful. And someone saying that they were going to kill me and it, it was signed J.M. Ours too, the card in our chocolates. You both received threatening notes signed J.M. And after I tell you I'm looking for a Jason Marquette, you don't think to mention it? I thought it was a joke. Some of the dumbest characters in film history. Every time they said Melton, I thought he was melting. Like, you know, he was in lava or something. It's like, oh no! We have the appropriate people to cover it. <laughs> well, what, what, Valentine? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy, is it Valentine's Day? No, it's not. It is the day this comes out. Uh-oh. Why else would we be watching this piece of shit? Okay, so it was poorly reviewed. <laughs> oh, I, my God. I feel better now because I watched it like a week ago, and I, I looked at my notes, and I, I got confused because I started listing romantic Valentine's Day movies for some reason, and uh, I guess they were the ones I liked. <laughs> what you got on that list, Pete? On that, all right, they're good ones. Ready? Valentine's Day movies I like. This is what I wrote instead of notes about whatever movie that was that we were supposed to be watching. And I feel mine was a better choice. French Kiss. It's a solid one, and you know it. I had to buy that on DVD because they don't have it licensed anywhere. It's one of those things where it's not free on the streamings. It's caged. It's behind something, and it won't get loose. So I bought it on DVD for Kitty. What else? Ooh, One Fine Day, mm-hmm. another classic, Michelle Pfeiffer, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Romancing the Stone, and then I just thought of it last night, IQ. Mm-hmm. Those, those, that's my list. Are we still pretending that 10 Things I Hate About You is not a romantic comedy? I think I just have that as a comedy, but you're right. That's added to the list. Well, they're all better than, well, I didn't see all of them, so I don't know sure, but they're Which all Which one the haven't that, you seen? Read them again. French Kiss. One Fine Day, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Romancing the Stone, and IQ. Don't even act like you didn't see IQ. That was on HBO. It was on all the time. I don't believe I ever saw all of French Kiss. I know I saw parts of it. Well, we're going we're gonna to put that on the DVD player. <laughs> and you, can join me and, you can join me and Kitty for the next watch along. Oh, you make her watch it all the time? No, she actually makes me watch it, but I, I don't mind. I remember you enjoyed it back when we were in high school. I did. It's one of those. Oh, you know what? I like While You Were Sleeping. I've, I've never seen all that either. Oh, you're missing out. Bill Pullman, yep. Peter Boyle. Uh, is Peter Gallagher the guy in a coma? He is, and then he wakes up, and he's a jerk. What a jerk he is. The younger sister is somebody, too. I don't know who she is, but she turns into an actress that you know later. <laughs> she turns into an actress that mm-hmm. you Because that was just like an early role. You didn't know who she was at first, even well, though her name was there. It's a great mystery for all of our listeners out there. Who was the little sister in While You Were Sleeping? Yep. I don't know, but she became somebody. Well, your sleep was at 96 or so? Yeah, that sounds about right. Five years before this abortion of a movie hit theaters. Yeah, I I remember nothing about it. This You never it, saw it before? I never saw it before. It just, I don't know. It Like, the slasher movies never really, really appealed to me. It's right. just not. So, it's everything that I think is bad about horror. It's just forgettable. It's pointless. There's nothing fun that I could find in it. Well, he, it's based on a novel. 
I knew that. Pete, would you believe that we've counted before these 17 books I've read in my life? Oh, this no. is one of the 17 books oh, I've read. No, it has nothing to do with this movie. That's what I heard. What I heard when I was trying to remember the movie this morning, and I was like, "What is this movie about?" It he uh, he took it for the name. Mm-hmm. It's based on the book, but only because like, hey, you know what? I like Valentine. That sounds like something a movie should be about. Let's get the rights for the book. Yeah, I, I read that book. Now it's been almost 25 years, so forgive me if my memory isn't perfect. No, I believe it's about a stalker and. That was kind of this, right? Most of the chapters are from the perspective of the main character, but some of them are from the perspective of the person watching her. And then it turns out those chapters we're reading were not the stalker. They were written in a way to make you think it was, but it was somebody already onto it trying to track down the stalker. And it was a pretty okay book. I mean, it sounds way okayer than whatever. clever twist to it. And I remember thinking like of the 17 books I've read, it was one of them. What? There were multiple twists in this one, from what I remember. Were they? Were they? Well... Remind, just tell me briefly what it was for anyone who hasn't seen it and for me who doesn't well, remember the, anything. The reason we're doing it is because it is Valentine's Day, but also because for some reason this movie, which was, you know, crucified upon release for being critically, has gained a massive cult following. Really? People love this movie. Really? Yes. And I wanted to watch it again to endeavor to figure out why. And I think I solved it. All right. So... I saw this movie opening day in the theater. Of course you did. I'd read the book. That's that. That's shocking. I'd, Not enjoy, I'd actually enjoyed the book, and I thought, oh, I'll go see what this movie's all about. And imagine my surprise when it had nothing to do with the book. Uh, so naive back then. I remember being interested in seeing how they would pull off the, the fake out of who the stalker was and who the person was trying to catch the stalker. And it turns out they just didn't do that. No. That's how, no. They, that's how they solved it. Right. They made a completely unaffiliated story. All right. Good so, for them. I think I know why this movie is a cult cult classic. I guess it is. <laughs> it's so stupid. So part of it is you always set aside the people who just saw this when they were at the right age, and this was their whore. All right. That's or, just how it is. It was 01, right? Odd yeah. one. So people that were too young to experience Scream when it came out, this is this is what their wheelhouse was. And just you have to put those people and just be like, we understand. But. It goes deeper than that, because (laughs) there's a lot of people that like this movie. And I I do think I understand why. Because it's not trying to do anything. It's the most basic, simple movie. You know what? It got to the point, and I think I wrote a note somewhere, it said, it says, vignettes for death and loosely interconnected. So I believe, if I'm trying to interpret Pete speak, what that means is that they're little vignettes, and uh, it just shows like a kill, and then it it moves on which is if you're not a big horror fan i think this could be one that would appeal to you because it's just streamlined down to we don't have to think about anything it's just this is boom 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 get out yeah it's like a little 10 minute death sequence for each character as they come up and they're not even memorable kill- you know what it's got big megan energy that's what it's got oh, no, we're not doing megan anymore no we're it's not it's been over a year yeah, but you, you know what go. that's what it reminded me of it's like oh it could have been better but are there any, I don't think this could have been better. Are there better? Are there any other Valentine's horror movies? My Bloody Valentine. I don't know what that is. It's a very famous one from 1981 and a remake in 2009. I thought that was a song by a band or something. Both of which, better than Valentine. <laughs> is it a song by a band? It's a band name, My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> All right. See, I was right. Which they took from the original movie. Which came first? The chicken. It's not what science told me. The egg? Science is this guy I know. He hangs out at the 7-Eleven. We talk about politics. 
With science at the 7-Eleven? With science at the 7-Eleven. So, Pete, do you want to play a really quick Mrs. Kittner game? Yes. Before we uh, get dive into this Mrs. Movie? Kittner, the game where we have to guess how old somebody is, because they always look old back in ye olden days. And this was only 2001, so it could be a tricky one. Dude, so. that's like a million years ago. So be careful, because this could be a trick. How hmm. old was David Boreanaz in Valentine? 2001. Uh, that's your get- guess? Yeah, it was 2001. It, it's got a nice symmetry to it. 2001. He was born in. Uh, Je- he's Jesus. He was born in zero, right? I don't That's know how that works. works. I don't, I don't know, know either. either. Uh, how old is he? he? Was coming off of Buffy. I have no he idea. Was, it was middle of Angel. This is probably Angel, between season two and three, is my guess. There was a little joke about Angel in that in this I, movie. I, I saw it. All right, but let's see here. What? How old? I don't know how old he was in Angel. I don't know how old he was in Buffy, and I don't know how old he was in Valentine, and I don't know how old he was in Bones, and I don't know how old he was in that thing where he was an army guy. Which is why we call this a guess. All right. I guess he is 14. He was 273 years old. Ooh. But that was just, he, he was born in 1727. He died in 1757 and was resurrected as a vampire. That's what I learned. Which uh, means the entire time he was dating that 16-year-old, he was 30 as a human. Even if he got stuck at that age, it's still inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. How old were these people? I forgot. Are they college or high school in this movie? Valentine? Well, we know that the only character in this movie, given any kind of, of character depth, Catherine Heigl in the opening scene. Well, all right. So is the grad student. Right. Because I got, I got thoughts on that. But just try to. It started with a kid getting teased at, in like middle school Jerry or something. Melton. What's that? Jeremy Milton. He's melting Milton. away. He was melting away from shame at this dance being like mocked and such. Yeah. But then he it switches to random, a group of girls, well, Catherine Heigl. And then. So it, he asks out, he asks to dance a bunch of girls at the, the dance. They all turn him down. One does it very nicely and says, maybe that becomes a real key part of Valentine. Well, here's the thing too. I had no idea for a very long time and I'm still not sure who was who. Like which grown-up girl was the younger girl? I'm not sure that it matters because three of them do the exact same thing. One does something slightly different and then one does something horrible. Okay. All right. One girl agrees to dance with them and she's a little bigger girl and uh they they make out into the bleachers and then when people start mocking her for it she says, "Oh, he attacked me." And then they Beat Ooh, the shit out of him and gets cold. Yeah, yep. his whole life is ruined, and now it's years later, and he's come back for revenge. It's the one decent idea in the movie is that he kills all the girls that turned him down. He doesn't kill the girl that was kind to him, and he frames the one who framed him. Yeah, that hung together. That worked. Now the movie itself is fucking terrible. Oh, absolutely. Again, I didn't know who the people were. Explain this to me. What we just said made sense. I'm going to kill the girls that broke my heart. I'm going to save the girl that and be with the girl who I always wanted to be with. Which is why I thought it was a stalking thing. And I'm going to frame the person that did this to me. Yes. Why does he kill all the men in the movie? I have that note. I said, why is he killing boyfriends? Why? And they're not good boyfriends. He's not killing likable characters that, that these people love. He's killing a, a con artist, a creepy neighbor, a right. two-timing artist. Like These are not good in, in slimy uh, blind dates. These are terrible yeah, men. But, Why is she doing them these favors? And they were boring deaths as well. Like There was not Well, fun. my favorite death by far was when Denise Richards, for no reason in the middle of a large party, gets into a bathing suit to go in the hot tub so she can get drilled to death. 
right. Look, yeah, by far that was that was the standout. It's so stupid. I would just like to throw a quick. But there's aside. a great line in there where she says, "Hey, where is she?" She's like, oh, "She's probably in the hot tub." She always finds a reason to go in the hot tub. What is this movie? All right, so a couple of quick aside. So this movie came out. From what I remember, I forgot Denise Richards was in it completely. And right. I, don't, I don't know that I ever knew that. I but, forgot, too, and I watched it two days ago. But I, yeah, me too, until I saw the notes. I was like, oh, yeah, Denise Richards was in that movie. But it was Catherine Heigl, David Boreanaz, I knew, because I remember this from Ot One, where it was a Boreanaz movie, and I remember Catherine Heigl. Was she anybody yet, or like was retroactive? Well, it was where, three years after Bride of Chucky, but I think she was on Roswell. Oh, yeah, so she was still young. She wasn't like, uh, I don't remember when she, whatever it was that made her big for a hot minute. I think Knocked Up. Knocked Up, yeah, that sounds Grey's about Anatomy right. And Anatomy at the same time. That sounds about right. So this was pre that. Yes. and then, But she was known. Okay. She's known enough to be the opening kill. Yeah, well, that's what, because I thought the movie was her. That's what I kind of well, remember, too. As I said earlier, her character is the only one that has, like, a second thing. Well, I was interested because it, it was really quick. It was like the first 10 minutes you're thrown into this. And I'm, I'm sitting there still trying to figure out who's who. And I don't know why, I guess, because she was a big enough name yeah. that I'm like, oh, I thought she was going to be in the whole movie. So I was surprised when she was killed, but I didn't know who she was. So I didn't care. Well, if I had known how little depth the other characters would have had, I would have cared more. Because <laughs> here's the thing about every single one of these female characters. All they talk about is men. I know it's a Valentine's Day movie, but oh my God. I, I want this to movie's def- why the Bechdel test exists. I want to defend Denise Richards. Everyone kept calling her a slut. And she kept saying she's a slut. She didn't sleep with anybody the whole time. Okay. Not once. It's true. Like, she didn't. She was like, hey, stay away, you creepy weirdos. But, but I don't get the impression that was a, a false character trait because she accepts when she know. says, you've gone through more of the alphabet than I have. I don't know. She says, she says a lot of confusing things. Well, she doesn't have a second character no, trait. that was all she had to work with. She has. We have one girl who's who's got a problem with the fact that she grew up fat. We have mm-hmm. one girl who... And uh, she was a bitch. That was Dorothy, right? That was Dorothy. She was awful. We have... But Catherine Heigl both has the standards to not put up with a bad man on a blind date. But then she goes back to work on her education. So we know she's intelligent. And she goes back to, to work at the morgue. And I was like, she has a job. She has a career path. She has a future. And she's, she feels better about herself than to put herself in these bad situations where everybody else dates a horrible person. And then, of course, she has to die before the opening credits, because we can't have that. Apparently, based again on the rest of that movie, which, wow. I feel better. I feel vindicated, because I watched it, and I was not happy having watched it. I never told you before you watched it, but I knew it was terrible. Oh, well, thank you for that. But I just, I was Valentine's Day, we had to do it. Mm. We could have watched that other one by that band. Is it like Stop Making Sense? My Bloody Valentine? I don't know what my buddy Valentine is. I don't know any other music. I know, I, I know I, the movies. But you watched the movie. We could have watched the movies, but this one's more interesting to me because I saw the director taking victory laps on Twitter the other day about how the movies found its audience finally, and it was much maligned, and it should, unfairly. <laughs> and I'm like, unfairly? Well, yeah, it's because, again, it, it, things hit different when you're at those certain ages. So well, let's just talk for a moment about how that ending does not work. In order to frame Dorothy, he has to explain to me the, just the physics of this. He has to dress her up in the outfit push her out the door and down the steps. And then as she, she sits up like the undertaker or Michael Myers without ever saying a word or letting on anything, just shoot her to death. How did this all happen? The timing on this is impossible. He was given a uh, jump and yeah, at the time, but I'm not looking at that. At that point I had given up paying attention to anything because who cares? That's right. the end of the movie. You're nitpicking. It, it, it lost me way sooner than that. Um, I forgot what I was going to say too. I had it. It was something about the ending. Oh, David Boreanaz. Yeah. 
it was just creepy. At that point, you know, it's trying to say, oh, he could be the good guy. He could be the bad guy. What is he? He just acted like a giant creeper. And it was weird at the whole ending sequence. And it's like, you know what? He, Even if he isn't the bad guy, kill him. They also gave him one character trait. He's an alcoholic. He was the only, like, real... Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he really struggled with that. And then he drank that night for no reason. I don't even remember why. He was just drinking away. And then he's like, whoa, you can't I mean, judge me. I mean, he probably didn't drink. He probably was doing it to get out of the frame of view of, her, of his girlfriend so that he could kill people. I don't know. That's the only... What, what, you think what he got was drunk I, and then went on the killing spree? What was I given to not believe that he was relapsing? His terrible acting. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that about angel Listen, i love angel but i'm a, I'm a spike guy so <laughs> i'm a bones fellow myself I'm a, I'm a i'm a riley guy nobody ever says that riley was he the season four robot or was that adam who's oh riley was buffy's boyfriend I mean, you were right both times in the unit was he that was what it was the, called he was the robot in the initiative the initiative that's what it was yeah no, I haven't seen Buffy in a while. Well, it's a good one. We're going to do 144 episodes of Watch Along, so we'll be, it'll be fine. All right. <laughs> Buffy time. And then Angel, right? No. no. Just season five. Just season five. Just I'm, the, I'm okay with Season that. five and the crossover episodes that are important. One of my notes here says, and I, I got to assume you were super excited because I was super excited when the, the, the Boston Common little sister popped up. I did notice her, yes. Yep. I can't. Boston Common, what was that? The late 90s, mid 90s <laughs> TV show with... Some comedian whose name I can't remember. All I remember is getting that toy out of the cereal box, the, the snapper. The little snapper, and he started clicking it. <laughs> Still yep. funny to be 25 years later. He was clicking it first, and then his sister took it away, and then he found a new one in the cereal box. That's right. Comedy gold. It was it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And there was a trailer Howard vehicle, I think. wasn't She was the love interest. Oh, that probably. He's, again, the comedian, whoever he was at the time. And then who was uh, Robert Robin Colcord from Cheers? He's passed away. <sighs> who else passed away? You just Toby Keith. Yeah, you killed him by bringing him up on the podcast. Why did I bring him up? Because you said he has some rah rah America song. Yes, he did. He, he oh, did. Oh, because we were we were talking about like country music in yeah. the nineties. Yes, in the nineteen hundreds, <laughs> country music in the nineteen hundreds. Yeah. Well, his his biggest hits were. Pro America rallies post two thousand one, and now I <laughs> post Valentine. The most Sorry, Toby significant Keith's thing family. in two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to be polite because you know a person lost their life. They, they sure did. Nothing to add to that. I just, don't either. There's your the death end. update. Yep, good for us. Robin Colcord also did. Famous uh, Broadway actor. I knew him from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You no, just said you knew him from Cheers. <laughs> no, no, I lied. I really knew him. From Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's right. <laughs> Not Prince of Thieves. That had Kevin Costner. That's correct. And Alan Rickman, who was awesome. Alan Rickman was awesome. And he was in Die Hard, and then he got this role because he's like, we need a bad guy. And then he comes in and he's great, and everyone else is kind of just phoning it in. He was really good. Hey, of course he is. Well, I remember. Alan I was, Rickman uh, passed away. You and your. How, how long has it been? It's been. Well, since he died? Yeah. Like five years. That's usually how you tell time. No, I tell time by when the others came out. Oh, that's right. Which is, this was one year before the others. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird that you can do that. Well, 2002 to 2001 is not a hard one. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of math. <laughs> so, Valentine is one year pre the others. <laughs> pre others? P.O.? We're never going to cover the others. It's just, it's just how we tell time. Yeah, I, I remember why. People seem to like that movie, though. Like, oh, it's great. I, I love it. But really it's not a movie you can really dive deep into there's no. the trick of it and then there's the atmosphere is great 
yeah. performances are great. All right, I don't remember. It's I a saw slog that. After you I know. saw that in the theater, so it didn't. Maybe that's why instinctually I knew that it would be a slog. Mm-hmm. Like having watched it, I'm like, you know what? I think this is going to be a slog at the end. It was way better than Valentine. I uh, just this, this movie. This movie disappointed me so much in the theater because I love slasher movies. I even love dumb slasher movies, and I love bad slasher movies. Somehow this one missed the mark in all of those. Right. This movie that. does what all the bad post screen movies do. It doesn't learn the correct lessons from screen. It can't be clever as, as clever as Scream, so it doesn't try. So that's actually not a negative. It's don't do that. But all it knows to do is cast fresh faced people you'd see on WB, and literally we have the girl from Roswell and we have the guy from Angel. Well oh yeah, Scream had Nev Campbell from Party of Five. Yeah, and just this and they, young, yeah. Like Joshua Jackson pops up in a bunch of these and Michelle oh, Williams yeah, and Halloween does. issue. Yep. That's all they know how to do is cast young, fresh faced people. Right. That's, that is there's weird. Like a, there's like a giant era of this post Scream. Because it's all they could recapture. They couldn't redo the genius of Scream. Even Scream couldn't do it. Yeah. But they could get those casts, you know. But even Scream did it. Scream two. They're they're actively like, let's get Buffy the Vampire Slayer in here. She was in that movie? Yes. I don't remember. She that. played Cece Cooper. She died at the sorority house. It has been oh my! It has been a long this time. Is the since one I've screened de- this is the one that you defend to the death constantly. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater and I liked it so much. I didn't want to ever ruin the awesomeness of seeing it in the you know, like there. The memory is perfect. It can't get better watching it twice. That'd just be stupid. This is like the 53rd episode, 52nd episode of this podcast. You've defended this movie on half of them. Yes. From when I say it's not, it's not, it's good. It's, it's even great. It is. But there are problems with the movie, and you're like, ah, Timothy Elephant. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like, that's all you ever know. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't understand. What are you, what point are you trying to make here? It's a great movie, and that, Timothy Elephant. I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> the end. I have this note here that it, it says it had a big sequel feel, like it seems like a sequel movie. There was not enough time spent learning it. Like, Almost like the Valentine, the, the slasher had already been established, and like, oh, look, he's back again. Like, not the plotter. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, the mm-hmm. pacing and how you're introduced to characters. Well, these characters are so fucking stupid. And one-dimensional. The clip we put out in the beginning literally is them saying, oh, yeah, I got death threats. Like, do you want to bring that up? You're already involved in this investigation? Somebody didn't get a card. I had a note somewhere. Like, they, like, kind of abandoned that at some point. Like, who received? Oh, did they? Did I don't. See, that's what I don't know. At one point, they were doing it, and then somebody didn't get a card. It might have been the girl that he was nice to him, and Kate. that's why she, Kate. He yeah. No, yeah, he's not planning on ever killing Kate. Right. Well, that's maybe why she didn't get a card. But again, it's just something I noticed, but I didn't I didn't have enough energy to care to figure out what was happening. So you're saying on, on top of all this, he's a bad boyfriend? I <laughs> Yes. Hmm. Yes, indeed. This is the worst kind of post-scream slasher, though, because it can't be clever, so it doesn't try, but it thinks it is. Like, it thinks it is anyway. It thinks that it really has something with this bloody nose that identifies the killer. It thinks it... Oh. It, it thinks it it thinks it's doing fun things and it's not it tries comedy and none of it works well, that's that's i guess what i mean with it, you know the beginning of this when i said it's got everything i don't like in a horror movie like you said the no like all these just really wrote kind of not and you put it perfectly they try to be clever and it's not and that's yeah. what it is it's no, just annoying to watch i think they know better than to try to be clever i think that they just made this movie and thought it's this is clever and like well, effortlessly and I'm like, this no. is a horror movie and it's a valentine's one on valentine's day it's gonna be gangbusters I mean, says. To, to be fair to that idea, I guess Gary Marshall made like his whole last act of his career was just making love stories on days named after the holiday, and it worked out for him pretty good. He did like three of those motherfuckers. Gary Marshall, he what was he known for before those? Happy Days. 
Yeah, but that was like a billion years ago. Pretty woman. Also a billion. But you know what? When I was trying to look up Valentine's Day facts to tie into my Nicolas Cage, for some reason, a bunch of stuff I got was about Julia Roberts mm. and Gary because Marshall was she brought made a movie up. called Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. With Julia Roberts. Well, apparently, in not Valentine's Day, but Pretty Woman, Sandra Bullock was up for that role. Wow. That's way before she was famous. Well, I guess so. That's what that's what this random page I found when I was looking for Nicolas Cage Valentine's Day facts showed me. That's that's pre-love potion number nine. With Tate? Andrew Tate? No. No. Who's the Tate? There was somebody Tate. He was his first name, but I don't know his last name. Tate Donovan. There it is. There we go. Look at that brain coming through. HBO. HBO. I watch that one a lot. So this movie has the biggest problem that this era of movies has, that it's all shiny and glossy and it just never works doesn't hold up it does was there a, it was a drought right in the aughts of good horror scream begat a bunch of movies that couldn't be scream and then we had a bad era and then it was immediate this was immediately followed i think this movie's part of the reason why we had the remake era because they were so clearly out of ideas that they were like let's just go back is there anything that came oh, like, I'm, now i'm struggling to think of anything that was horror well the others came out in 2002 <laughs> right obviously but that discounting that one you get what good else? movies all the time just you don't get good movements right and there was nothing really well no that was the zombies wasn't it zombies were big in the aughts that whole thing came i don't back. think that 28 days later was until like 2000 i think it was probably 2002 yeah yeah and then it started with uh the walking dead somewhere making a new one of those by the way I heard about that. I never saw 28 weeks later. I never saw 28 days later. I did. I don't remember anything about it. Gillian Murphy. Yeah, I know. He wakes up and he runs and the zombies chase him and the end. Sounds good. Yeah, it's fine. Sounds, that's how every zombie movie goes. He wakes up and zombies chase him. That's how every single one goes. I don't think I like the fast zombies. I like the slow ones. I liked him in Train to Busan. Oh, were they fast in that? Yes, they were very fast. I don't remember. They ran down a train. Mm, That's because the train was going slow. I don't think a Romero zombie would ever catch a train, even even if it was going as slow as it could move. What if still it be was, technically moving. What if it was stopped? No. Yeah. No, they can't I don't figure think it so. out. You had to think about that one for a minute, though. Yeah, they wouldn't make it. Uh, says you. They Let's ask Romero. They he, wouldn't know to go to it. That's not true. The first ones did. They kind of lost their way after that. In what? The Living Dead? Yeah. The, the, the Living Dead ones were more human-like. And then Dawn of the Dead, they were more they just, they were more zombies that, unless you were in their field of view, they weren't going to come after you. Whereas these other zombies were like opening doors. God, I haven't seen the first one in a long time. Yeah. So oh. they have, they devolved over time. Yeah. But even the fat yeah. zombies in Train to Busan didn't know how to open doors. Are there fat zombies? Because that's what I thought you said. You'd think that there would be, because they'd be the first ones. Killed because we're slow? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I, I got outran by a turtle once terrible we've brought this up before have we yes my kids bring it up to me a lot too it's pretty <laughs> awful and they do it in a mocking way too yeah you are the actual hair from the tortoise and the hair that is true no he no he was pride killed stopped the hair from winning guy uh, you just got beat no 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 i get it like the hair was so fat he took a nap i you know i got really tired so i had to sit down for a while like we're very similar slow and steady slow and steady is not how you do it no it's a bad advice it's bad advice. It's not how you win a race. It's how you can like accomplish great feats, but it's not how you win a race. It, they, they've applied this to the worst possible analogy. It's like it's like when Amtrak put out some tweet and they they quoted like some some poet Frost maybe, and it's like yeah. take take your own path, you know, take the path less taken. And somebody like retweeted like hey, you know 
Just speaking as a no disrespect, but as a this is a terrible slogan for a train. Right. Well, fast and steady wins a race. I've seen races. Every no. single one that was won was won by somebody going fast and steady. Cheating wins a race. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time. I, the only time I've ever been to a family reunion, like it was some big family reunion with like people from I don't know who. Your, your family? I yeah, maybe my mom was there. So and my brother. So I <laughs> guess two people I would expect to see there. The yeah. only two people I recognized, but apparently. There was a race. Like, all the kids had different games. And I guess I had been winning too much. And my brother and I would, like... The story does not hold up. Well, like, say there was, a like, a, a scavenger hunt or Easter egg find thing, whatever. We the, would, only, the only game I would guess that you could possibly win is a Nicolas Cage trivia game. And even then, I'm not sure. Oh, I'd, be, I'd win those Nicolas... Don't think I don't have a Nicolas Cage news or update or fact or something for you either. Do don't. You, I wonder if you've realized in the last, like... Two months i've stopped throwing these to you throwing what to me do you have any nick cage updates oh yeah i've stopped i've stopped re- inquiring about them they haven't stopped coming no but i've stopped inquiring i think about you them. keep hoping one day i'm gonna forget as if i'm gonna do you know this very morning kitty was this is valentine's day kitty's all like hey you know the kids are getting ready for school we're all kind of alone she's like talking all to me and she's like showing me cleavage and i'm like ooh, but i couldn't i was busy doing my research and it was <laughs> nicholas cage research just like so if i and then she realized what i was doing and she put her cleavage away and stomped off but that's how serious i take my nicholas cage updates yahoo i do my serious. research yahoo serious that's how serious. serious skill you take at yahoo yes <laughs> and that that you know what that's how i remembered iq because i was thinking about yahoo serious and in iq walter mathos says yahoo and he's einstein and he's einstein uh, young old einstein he's yeah he's old einstein it's meg ryan and it's <laughs> in fact when i was trying to find nicholas cage trivia i like uh, no i'm sorry valentine's day trivia i got valentine's day questions and one of them was how many movies have Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks uh, romantic comedies have they starred in together? Three. God damn, that was fast. Yeah, I know the answer to that one. What three are they? I don't even know. I didn't look. They are Sleepers in Seattle. Uh huh. Joe versus the volcano. Yup. And the third. Oh, one. you've got mail. You've got mail. I forgot about that one. F O X. I like. I don't remember that. I think Dave Chappelle was in it too. I don't know. I don't. I, I just think. Um, was, there, was there a character yelling about trans people? Probably. <laughs> I don't. I don't. That's, remember. How I, that's how I identify him. Wait, was Meg Ryan in one with Matthew Broderick? I want to say it's called Addicted to Love. Sounds right. Good for me. Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Broderick killed the guy. I know and got away with it too. Well, it's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There you go. That's what I. I Nobody, nobody knows that uh, the way he got away with it was by having a friend in a trench coat stand outside of the police station and claim to be his lawyer. Yeah, but anyway, so my brother and I were combining together our, our scavenger hunt finds and putting them in a basket, and that's how we would win, because clearly it was two people's you know, findings. And apparently it turned into a thing, and my mom had to go argue with her family about, you got to make the rules clear, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, this girl, I guess a cousin of some sort, we were about to have a race, and right when they were about to say go, I think they counted down. It was like three, two, one. And she elbowed me in the gut really hard and took off. So I didn't win that race. So cheating is how you get ahead and win races, not slow and steady. I just can't stop thinking of Matthew Patrick <laughs> running Ferris, over people. Ferris Bueller himself out of a vehicular manslaughter charge. <laughs> you like that one? That it's, one caught your fancy. I think there's all. I think there's a sequel here. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Where are the rest of them? I don't even know. Alan Ruck was in Speed, and then I never saw him again. He was on... With Sandra Bullock? No, yes, but no. Um, 
the one with Michael J. Fox on TV, Spin City, right. I believe it was called. I believe he was also the captain of the Enterprise B in Star Trek Generations. What's the Enterprise B? Like huh? the people who weren't quite as good. Well, Pete, the original series up to the up to oh, episode, no. until movie three. <laughs> Tell me, you're not the, the Star Trek guy. Was the NCC one seven zero one? But they destroyed that to trap the Klingons and survive. Which movie? In three. So they get a new ship at the end. I of, remember that. They get a new ship at the end of four after they save the world by getting getting whales back. That's I like that one. And they get a new ship, the NCC one seven zero one A. But. By the time these movies are over and it's set, it's past the, the original series and Kirk has to come back and do the crossover movie with Picard, they're up to the Enterprise B and it's a new crew and a new ship and Ellen Ruck is the captain. <laughs> I think I remember that. Picard's ship is the Enterprise Why? D that we get in Encounter and Farpoint. Generations was the one where Picard dies, right? Believe, no, not Picard. Kirk. I believe the Enterprise C is the ship in the, uh, the episode. Oh, fuck, I remember the name of it. I was so close to having a perfect run. You know, you know what I, I really hate about this moment? Because I like Star Wars. I love Star Wars. It's like a big part of my identity. I have Star Wars shirts on. I have posters. I like Star Wars. I can name the X-Wing and the Millennium Falcon. You know the ad-ads? Yeah, but they, people yell it and say you're not supposed to call them ad-ads. And the ad-ads. Yeah, because I only know that. That's from how you know not to call them ad ad. Right. And then what was the other one? The Star Destroyers. I know those. Mm. And you're sitting here telling me actual yeah. ship numbers. What is, what was uh, the ship that uh, Boba Fett had called? Well, it was called Slave. Slave I, 1. Slave 1. What's it called now? I can't remember. <laughs> I made this joke before. I said it's called Slave 2. <laughs> they did a really <laughs> poor job updating it for modern times. <laughs> but but you do that one. Okay. I didn't think about that. All right. But yeah, I couldn't tell you anything else. That's like all I know from all of these ships. I've got... Posters down in the basement of these ships. All right. So that was that was the Star Trek corner. We haven't had one of those in a minute. We haven't. But I, I was like glad because I had information that was actually useful to the situation. Oh, we were saying Ellen Ruck. Uh, Mia Sarah, I don't know where she is. I she like Mia Sarah. She was in Time Cop. Time Cop with the guy who Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude. He did the splits between two moving <laughs> trucks once. Just looking else who's in the movie. We know what Jeffrey Jones is up to. Oh no, he's yeah, he's up to hard time, baby. <laughs> no, he's no not, because what? you don't get in trouble for things in real life. Jeffrey Jones, the pedophile. This is the third time. He's not. Last tr- time you forgot who he was and denied ever talking about him. Well, but now he's back on your. That was past your, speed. Who knows what he knows? Clearly point, not that. The whole point was you just don't get in trouble anymore. The guy was in the Deadwood movie long after those. What? Yeah, I saw him in that. That was oh, and you know what he was into? Ravenous. Yep. That was after the fact. No, that yeah, was right was before. around. It was. It would have been before. Yeah, it was right, but like right before. Yeah. That was the last thing I think before. Yeah. Oh, and I kind of like that movie that I saw one time with David Arquette and Guy Pearce. Yep. yep. I like David Arquette. Who, is anybody else in that movie that we know? No, I think it's about other people. Wait, no, Jennifer Grey was in it. Oh yeah, she's just doing nothing because. Women don't get jobs when they're older. That's well, what happened to Mia Sarah, too. Well, no. Famously, it's because of her nose job. Come on. She got the nose job, and people didn't know who she was. She had a show. You know why I know she had a show? Because, because A.J. Langer was on Because A.J. Langer was on I forgot about that show until this moment, and I don't know what it was called. But she, she played herself, and she made fun of the fact that she didn't have a career because of her choice to get a nose job. Yeah. And it go A.J. Langer. I wonder if it didn't have anything to do with her not being that good of an actress. No, she's awesome. Is she? I don't know. I like her. A.J. Langer, she was in no, The People no, no, Under no, the no. Stairs. Jennifer Grey. I like her. I don't know why. I don't like that movie she was in, and I've never seen her in anything else. It's just now occurring to me that we're doing this for Valentine's Day, but we didn't do anything for Black History Month. 
Plus, it's a whole month. We, we legitimately are watching a terrible movie. We got a whole month here, buddy. I know, but we're gonna. We did the oh. Ken episode. We did this one. We're gonna do West Craven's Do Nightmare. Yeah, but you know what? We can I top it off. You no, know we're gonna have to pick. We can do people on the stairs, maybe. I wouldn't mind doing that's an AJ Langer banger. It's a West Craven too. Oh, it is a West Craven. And the two leads, two two adults, are uh, from Twin Peaks. Big Ed and uh, his wife from Twin Peaks. We could all always do a the peelathon too. Peel off a Jordan. Peel a Jordan. True. See what movies we get underneath that rind. Well, I think I know what they'll be. Oh yeah? yeah, you don't know what kind of fruit this is. You don't know what a Jordan is. What is it? What do you think those movies are? I don't remember which movies he made. You've lost me completely. Jordan Peele. I'm peeling fruit. Well, he made Get Out. He made Us. And he made Nope. I like Nope. We can do that. I like Us. Also, I like Us too. <laughs> The Last of Us? I just started watching that, too, by the way. No. It's a nice update for everybody out right, there. That's it. We'll, we'll talk about that later. I just started watching. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to make more than one more season of it, but... But I thought that uh, Pedro Pascal sounded a lot like uh, hmm, Captain Hammer. Nathan Fillion. Does he? He does. If you, and Kitty agrees with me. She was sleeping on the couch, and she said, I thought you were watching Firefly. But it wasn't. I was watching The Last of Us. Did she say that, or did you say, "Doesn't he sound like this?" And then she said, "Uh huh." No, I didn't. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't. That's that's that, how that's how they get you. That sounds more like a conversation I would have. I used to know a girl who would listen to the nonsense I said and would always be like, "Yeah, well, I don't know." And I was like, <laughs> and it just to me was like we were having a conversation, and it took me a long time to realize, like, oh, we're not really having a conversation, are we? No, I, I usually just have the conversations with myself, and I don't need anyone else around me. It's fine. I'm good to go. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this is what I want to talk about in this movie. The movie tries a sloppy Billy Loomis switch. The old Billy Loomis switch, where there comes a moment where it can't be anybody but David Boreanaz, because they've literally killed anybody else that could be a suspect. Yep. Yep. So you know it's him. So it tries the, Billy, the old Billy Loomis switch, where you know it's him, and then he's standing there next to the killer, so it can't be him with that sloppy moment. Where he throws her down the stairs, I guess. It's so stupid. How do you get her into that suit? <laughs> How was she able to walk? How was she able to stand? Did she's in that suit? Not again, not making a sound. Either way, they try to pull that switch off to last one full minute before his nose bleeds. <laughs> well, in fact, in that one minute, because I, I was so detached that in that one minute, a note that I have, at some point I was trying to keep track of character, so I have Dorothy, kind of a bitch. Why did her nose bleed? So I wrote that second note and in that minute, waiting to see, because it made no sense. But I didn't follow any of it, because I had just so detached from watching this movie or caring about what happened that yes, I'm glad right. you paid attention. These are paper-thin characters. Oh, yeah, but just the whole sequence of events, I just I just accepted it, because I just kind of shut down. Did you enjoy the uh, the detective they had on the case, the poor man's Enrico Coliante? I, Col- I can't say his name. Enrico Colantino. Oh, I don't remember. I haven't <laughs> seen his name in print in so long. Me neither. Colantino? Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Teeny, yeah, he was on Just Shoot Me and Veronica Mars, right. and that is what I know and him And this from. guy was not him, but, but he, he wanted to be. He looked a lot him, but you know what? Enrico was never like creepy and pervy and weird. That's just bad, a continuing, eh. a continuing Wasn't tradition. was literally his character on Just Shoot Me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a lecherous photographer. I was going to say. Supermodels. Isn't that exactly what his character was in Just Shoot Me? But you know what? He was somehow more charming because it was written funny and it was like a rape culture back then. And he has way more charisma than this guy. Who, so it made it okay. Who has to have... Oh, 100%. <laughs> I 
the detective gets to do the the weirdest scene in the movie where he confronts Denise Richards about the attraction between them when there's been <laughs> zero chemistry. And it would be funny, except he doesn't play it for one laugh. <laughs> no, he Again, I guess that's why I brought up that Denise Richards never sleeps. It's like, right. she just seems to be like everything was in the 1900s, sexually assaulted. And like all women were all the time by everything. And I'm like, I don't know that she's a slut. I've been given little to know, but... She never pushes back on when people say it. No, she doesn't. Maybe she's just sadly accepted that that's what people think of her, so she just goes along to get along. I think the point you're supposed to take from it is that she is very sexually promiscuous, but she's complete charge of it. All right. Or that. She's she's empowered by it, and that's fine. It's it's not a terrible character trait. It's just the only one she has. Like everyone else, she gets one character trait. Except their one friend who just gets killed immediately because I guess they didn't want to give her a character trait. The one who's dating the artist. And she gets arrowed to death and then drops into a dumpster. She never really had a character trait because she wasn't going to be around long enough. And they never found her body either. I don't know what the length of time was for this show or movie. This explains why Catherine Heigl had two character traits, because they gave her the other girl's one. (laughs) They had to take it. Yeah, okay. Because they killed her so quickly. I just, I rarely, I know that's like a joke. Like the women only talk about the men. That's what happens in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So I guess with that, you could take that Catherine Heigl. Hey, man, if she had just gone on that, gone home with that crappy date, she would have still been alive. That's the lesson to take. Yeah. That's the lesson that that movie taught you. Stupid Catherine, I just put up with that. I actually liked him. He's like, says you at the end of the. I'm like, good for that guy. I like. Him. I'd go home with him. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. I, I do. Yes, I, I do have a question about that opening. Which one? The little kids or the dating thing? The, the dating thing. Okay. And I know that times have changed a lot, even from 2001. But, yeah, the date didn't go well. Maybe you shouldn't be so, like, stunned you're going to have to pay for your part of the dinner. I don't remember. She, she, that's what, like, she's already basically been like, yeah, this did not work out. I'm going to leave now. And he's like, well, so you had this. And she's like, oh, great. And she's like, I have to pay. And it's like, why wouldn't you? This is not going to go anywhere. This was, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I haven't been dating in a very long time. So I just, I here's what I mean. I feel like if I was on a date with anyone and it didn't go well at all, and they were like, yeah, we're going to split this check, I'd be like, that makes complete sense to me because I don't want to have any kind of a debt to anybody in any I, way. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I feel like I, if, I'd want to because I don't want to feel like I'm, I don't want you to feel like I'm in your debt in any way. Well, I think I would go, yeah, 100%. But I feel like when I invite somebody somewhere, I usually I, am like I don't cover. disagree. I don't disagree, but I think it'd be like a really strong way to tell that my interest is so at zero that uh, here, my half of the check, and that we'll never talk again. Mm. You're the Catherine Heigl in this scenario. It's, like here, it's my way of, of, I'm always the Catherine Heigl in every scenario. <laughs> the It's my way of, of explaining to you that I appreciated you taking me about inviting me out on this, but this was not a date. In retrospect, we're on date. We're uncalling it a date. It was two people that went out and had this time, and it was not great. And we're it's over. <laughs> and that was that was pretty much it for Valentine's Day, right? Like they just showed a date. There was no. Well, he wears a cherub mask, and he kills people with arrows, and he sends love letters oh, and yeah. chocolates. Jesus Christ! I forgot they, all those things all that, that happened. And the chocolates had maggots in it. Yep, you are cheap. That's what it said on the card. Oh God, I don't remember that. I don't... This movie's really clever. Oh my gosh! I don't feel bad about you did, know what. Did you notice that the main girl is Marley Shelton? Who I don't know who that is. She's Deputy Judy in the Scream movies. Deputy Judy, who? Oh, she in Scream Four and Five. Four and Five. I don't. Who looks kind of like Judy Greer? Don't no, she? No, but she, her name is Judy, so I think of Judy Greer. That is that is how I. Her I, name written on paper does look a bit like Judy Greer. 
And that's why I remember it that way. Yeah. Okay, yep, I did not know that, but now I do. You know what this movie also didn't have? A best boy. A best boy. I had to think of the three things that you do. It's like, it, it didn't have Nicolas Cage, it could have gone that way. Yeah, it could have. But yeah, yeah. So what they did have, because there was no best boy, which is shows you how good this movie was, you know, mm, we know. They had a they had a greensman. Ooh. Oh, I don't know what a greensman is. But his name was Dave Lewis, and he was a greens man on the set of Valentine. I'd like to think that he's like the guy at the Vancouver Canucks game who wears the green man suit. In his, it could be. But I'm going to guess he did some flower arrangements or mowed the lawn. So he's a greens man. Yeah. What lawns was he cutting? I, I don't know. This, it's, where are they? It's a very nondescript place. It was the turn of the millennium because i have a note that says early 2000s technology computers exclamation point search engines question mark (laughs) it is weird that you get to a certain era of film and you're like what can they do like why aren't they googling this and like google 2001 and you start because of search engine and you think about it you're like there's something let me ask jeeves Jeeves. that's what i was gonna say like there's something that's the only one i remember yes and everybody knows that nobody lied on the internet before 2001 so you were safe I 100% believe that because I think everyone was still so excited about just putting information out there. I remember yeah. trying to find obscure stuff back Literally, when it was new. I'm pretty sure the first lie on, on uh, the internet was told on September 12th, 2001. We had the internet in 2001? Oh, sure yeah, we, we did. did. I don't remember when things happened. It's, that's what I mean. It's hard to... You know what? I, I read a headline the other day. I'm not going to lie. I read an article. I read a headline the other day. See, and everyone mocks me, but this is the way you take in information in these modern times. Is it, uh, schools don't do, well, a lot of schools don't do computer science anymore. I don't even know what that means. We had computer classes when we were coming up because computers were, were new to homes. Oh, and they had to teach you how computer to type. Computer applications we yep. took. They taught you how to type. And they said that, how that, to navigate. They said that basically there's two last, last two generations don't know how to use computers. Because they know how to use phones, they know how to use all their little things, but we just stopped teaching computers thinking, everybody knows how to use a computer, and they don't. No, because <laughs> like, we're like the one generation that knows how to use a computer. And I'm trying. To, I'm struggling to think the last time I, I used my laptop to pay bills. Yeah. That is the only, to, otherwise it's not even my laptop, it's my wife's, and it's a paperweight. Yeah. It is, that is that's what I use computers I for. I never thought of it before, but it's like 100% true, because I've worked with younger people, and I say, oh, you know, just search the page. And they look at you like this. And I said, just hit, you know, control F. And they look at you and like, you're the, like, you're just inventing magic. And I'm like, you can search every word on the page by just hitting these buttons. And they're like, it's like changed their lives. I'm like, you never learned anything about computers. Well, like, I only have a cursory knowledge of computers, but I know that. Is it, is it the same look that I'm giving you now? Because I didn't know that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. Ring. <laughs> this is why we could never be an improv team. Because your first instinct is no, but... <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I like it. I, I told a very fine anecdote about young people not understanding computer applications. And you were like, but me no understand either. And I'm like, that doesn't help my my statement that I made. And it just disproves my point in a way. <laughs> but I'm agreeing with the younger people. We don't know. <laughs> oh, you're one of them now. Hey there, fellow young people. We don't know computers <laughs> these days. What? We always use our phones, our iPhones, and our e-pads. E- but I, I was... I never really gave it a second thought about how young people didn't know how to do that. And it occurs to me that, like, I just assumed the same thing. Everybody knows how to use a computer, well, but they don't. Just look, well, it's always fun. I don't know why, because I'm watching all these horror movies with you now, and a lot of them take place in ye olden times. <laughs> Long ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. And the technology is fascinating. At what point 
is it going to become where people like younger people watching will say, what the fuck is happening? Because technology has changed. Like, what well, is that brick they're holding to their head? I would say that we did that when we watched The Exorcist and tried to figure out what these these archaic ways but of, that's specialized medical technology like, this is like every day i'm sorry that's the technology you don't want to include in your conversation <laughs> well i don't see that as often because my answer was going to be not, it most 50 years because we're doing it not all yeah we're starting to do it with obscure stuff well i'm trying to think yes. too what would be um when i first watched the exorcist none of that stood out to me that that stuff was so clunky and clunky. old yeah so i would have seen sense. it i would have seen it like around the time i probably saw valentine so okay. 20 something years ago and 25 years ago, it did not bother me that that technology looked like that. 25 years later, holy shit, it's terrifying. Which is what one day people are going to look at like a typewriter and say. Well, I wonder because it's in the the horror things, it's a lot, it's landlines. Like if somebody leaves or something, like, oh, they're out of touch now. So like, your you question is. I don't know that I had a question, man. I, <laughs> would somebody today watch Misery, see him go up to that typewriter and go, what the fuck is happening? Or do you think some technology is intuitive enough that we can figure it out at first blush? I'm one, I think you can for a lot. I'm just wondering what is going to, like, what is it going to be? Like, which, which things we're going to get there, right? Like, I'm trying to think of something that they used to use a lot of. And I mean, there's, there's all sorts of archaeological examples. Like, did you know that apparently it's not just salt and pepper back in the olden times? It's Cinderella too. Yeah, that was it. (laughs) In the olden times. It was salt, pepper, and there was a third spice and there were all, all the little sets came in three, but it was so calm that no one. No one knows what it was. What was the third thing that old people in olden times ate? Like, what was their third spice? Nobody knows. What technology is going to be it that we don't know anymore? I don't know why you're making this a thing. It's Spinderella. Oh, yeah. That's right. We solved that one. All right. Go to the internet. I've seen a lot of people ask it. Second case solved this year. We're the case solvers. That's right. That's Oh, we got to start a new podcast called The Case Solvers. I think it's going to be pretty solid. We've yeah. done two already. We did the Joe Hill murder, yeah. which we solved. Well, yes, it was Joe Hill. We Yeah, we got too close to it. We brought it up, if I remember. Well, and, um, as, as we talked about before this podcast started, we solved it. They closed the case. We solved it. Those right. are two different, two different things. We, we were got getting too close. too close to the truth and yes. drawing attention to the wrong sort of people. We got so close to the truth, we knew the truth. And the people in power. We were too close to power. Joe Hill used his his father's media control. He used his uh, Nosferatu money to close this case up. Yep. So this is part two. We this also, is the second thing we closed. Yeah. Yeah. We also have closed many cases to the mystery of who is dead and alive. Boy, and we keep adding to that dead list the more we bring up people. I didn't see anybody in Valentine that was dead, so that's pretty good for twenty three years. All right, that is. I feel like that might be a first of some sort. I, you're going to need to explain hey, what that how means. How old was David Boreanaz? In real life? Oh, yeah, he was 273 years old. 273 years. All right, I forgot. So I sat there for a minute. Do, and do you want my bid answer? Or do you want the Because I actually know the answer. Like, that answer that was the answer. Yes. What are you talking about? I know the actual answer if you want it. 273. Now you're just confusing <laughs> me. Yep. Okay, cool. Do you want the other answer? No, I'm good. Okay. He was 273 years old. That's canon. I got it. He's an old guy. No. Before we end, because I got nothing else to say about this movie. Do you think it deserves its uh, retroactive status as a, as a good version of this? I don't think. You know, it's it's tough because, I, again, it hits different however old you are. And it sucks for some people that this is what they were given. But I'm sure there are movies I like that are absolute garbage. Well, no. What am I talking about? Everything I like is great. Hudson <laughs> Hawk. A classic. Denise Richards was at her peak when this movie came out. It was quite the coup to get her in this movie, honestly. She had a... a, like a this was the end of the hot run. She was a Bond girl. She was 
she had done Starship Troopers before this. She had done Wild Things, and she had been Doctor Christmas Jones in The World Is Not Enough. The year before this movie came out, she was really this was her peak undercover brother. I think she was. She in? was. She Post was peak. in a huge, like it was just huge for like what five years, ten five years, years. Yeah. yeah. And then she just went away. I never. I gotta say, I, li- I never really cared for her in anything. I liked her in this. I liked her in Wild Things. I never saw Wild Things. No. I don't. I mean, Kevin Bacon is no Nicolas Cage. You can see so his penis. He's no Nicolas Cage, as I said. So yeah. I had no interest in watching this movie. That's what I remember seeing that in the theater and be like, oh, there's Kevin Bacon's penis right there on the screen. That's weird. Then you had to put yours away because. <laughs> put it away? <laughs> I, just, I just assumed you would finish the second that it appeared I was on finally screen. happy to have company. That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you said you had something else to say. Yeah. Well, I want to leave everyone with. If you're struggling for Valentine's Day and you don't know what to get somebody, you know what's on the internet? Do you know what's on there? Because, like, I don't know what to say to people. Say I want to write Kitty a nice card or something. I don't know what to say. Do you? Well, maybe it's Valentine's Day. But I'm an idiot. I don't know what to write. But luckily, luckily, there are Nicolas Cage Valentine's Day cards that are out there. (laughs) And I just wrote down a couple. There's tons of them. So you can pick and you can let Nicolas Cage woo your woman for you. The ones I wrote down. Ready for this? You've stolen the declaration of my love. You've caged my heart. And you're my national treasure. That's the only ones? These are the three we that can I like. We can get a couple well, more. But these are the three that I like. like you can look, there's tons of them. No, we can make up some. Right uh, now, I don't think you can. Some random person on the internet made this up. You don't think and then put Nicolas Cage's face on it in you some sort of magic technology with people who use computers and know how. Well, I'm either going to do a really good one right now and impress you, mm. or... There's be a man in a trench coat outside to distract you until I catch him up. on my way out of this. It's it's a win-win for me. <laughs> Why did they think the speedometer would go backwards if you go in reverse? That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It doesn't. No, I wonder. <laughs> let's go put the car up on blocks. All right, give. Let's see. Name a Nicolas Cage movie. I know it's gonna be hard for you. Sleepless in Seattle. That's a Nicolas Cage movie. It's not. He should have been in it. I see. I did that again. I'm replacing cast members with Nicolas Cage. All right. I am going to give you uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I've never seen The Sorcerer's Apprentice. How have you not seen The Sorcerer's Apprentice yet? I'm an adult. I'm an adult too, sir. No, not the way I am. Not according to the state. You're an adult, the doctors. You're an adult with children. That's different. All right. But yeah, the, the kids don't like it. <laughs> the kids have never watched that movie with me. Not one. I've tried many times to get them to watch it. They love Monster Squad. They'll watch Monster Squad anytime. They will not watch The Sorcerer's Apprentice with me. I don't think. I just, I'm trying to think of okay. I don't know anything about it. L- leaving Las Vegas. Oh, that's a good one. That's a romantic one. Raising Arizona. Well, that's romantic on its own. Uh, he's got a Valentine's Day movie. It kept, when I was doing my research, there was a lot of stuff like Nicolas Cage Valentine's Day movie. I didn't ever click on it, so I don't know what it is, but what I guess there be, is one. What would be the movie you would recommend? people watch on valentine's day because they're not gonna you're not gonna recommend valentine no so what would be i'm assuming it's a nicholas cage movie probably the sorcerer's apprentice if i'm being honest that's the most romantic nicholas cage movie the love between him and jay barishall no but he's got a love interest who was locked away they were fighting doc ock and uh um but yeah alfred molina not doc ock but he was doc ock and i just saw him i always always get a kick out of when people do that because quentin tarantino said that there are no movie stars anymore. There's just the Marvel superheroes. 
So whenever somebody does just define something like, hey, the lighthouse, it's Batman and uh, Green Goblin. I'm like, this is, it's funny to me because it's, hey, do you remember the Nolan movie where Batman fought Wolverine? That was a good one. Batman fought Wolverine. And oh, no, they, well, they magicked each other. They did. And Alfred was there. Son of a gun, he was. Yep. And the Black Widow. Yep. He can do it for a lot of movies. I forgot she was in that, too. You know why? Because her character is very unimportant. Yeah, but then um, there was that movie with Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor, um, where they were magicians. I think it was Isla Fisher was there, Mm -hmm. and she was in some water tank, too. And the Hulk. The Hulk was there, and it turned out he was in on it the whole time. The movie's called Now You See Me, and then they made a sequel not called Now You Don't. And I just think (laughs) it's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. How do you call it Now You See Me 2? All right, I'm trying to think of a Nicolas Cage movie you've seen so that you can you can either make me laugh or Ferris Bueller your way out of here. Mm-hmm. All right, a Nicolas Cage movie that you've seen recently, and I haven't seen Dream Scenario yet. Mm. That's, a, that's a pretty easy one to, to throw a card on. You're my Dream Scenario done. Right. I'm going to tell is... the man with the trench coat to stand back. We don't need him yet. You know what? That's great. Yeah. I like it. All right. It's a pretty good one. But then you got to put his face on it with the bald head and his creepy look. It's a perfect, that's a perfect one. I think I just made the best one. All right. Look for that on the internet. I might as well murder somebody because I can get away with it because I've got the man with the trench coat outside. Oh, no, no. That's just the people coming to the, my backyard to masturbate. He's oh, taking yeah. off the trench coat. Must be a Kevin Bacon marathon. We'll see you next week for something. West Craven's or Nightmare. Actually, knew it this time. <laughs> you know, we can actually announce that we knew it. Oh, go to scarevalue.com. If you want. And all the socials. Gotta Whatever go. that means. Gotta go.